It's time for mystery. Mystery Radio. W. Fitch Company, makers of those fine Fitch products, presents Dick Powell as Private Detective Richard Rogue. In Rogue's Gallery. Rogue speaking. Well, I was suffering one of my regular attacks of rigor indolence last year when I decided to commune with nature in a gentle sort of a way. So I made a reservation at the L7 Dude Ranch out in the desert. The afternoon I arrived at the ranch, I was lolling around the swimming pool, exposing my epidermis to the sun and admiring the scenery, when part of the scenery walked up and took a poke at another part of the scenery over some of the most beautiful scenery I've ever seen in or out of a white satin bathing suit. The poker was a paunchy 45, the pokey a very slick 30. And the cause of it all was a lovely, lovely 25. Blonde and definitely feminine. I stayed out of it. I've told you for the last time, Harding, I want you to stay away from my wife. Brian, please, you've been drinking. This is no place to settle your quarrel with Tom. I'm just as sick of you as you are of me, Mills, and so's Anne. You're no good to anybody. Tom, don't. Not here, Tom. If you don't stay away from my wife, I'll kill you, oh, Harding. please. Come on, Brian. Let's get out of here, please. Tom, I'll see you later. It's the last time I'm going to warn you, Harding. If you don't stay away from me, oh, shut up. You're drunk again. Talking that sort. You're not going to kill anybody. I'll see you later, Ann. Come on, Brian. Let's go now. Would you mind talking to me? I'm a little embarrassed. Oh, hello. Why don't you just look the other way? That's what I'm doing. Maybe it's because I want to see Tom Harding get what's coming to him. You don't like Mr. Harding? Well, no. He considers himself the world's most attractive man. Well, that's silly. I'm the world's most attractive man. <laughs> How nice. I'm the world's most attractive woman. Well, what a couple we'd make. You like to know my name? I know you. You're Richard Rogue. Been reading my mail. No, but you're a very famous person. I've seen your picture in the paper lots of times. Society page, of course. Was it? I don't remember. Well, that's thoughtful of you. What's your name? Lucia Logan. Should I know it? Not unless you're looking for a secretary. That's what I am. Like to ride? Love it. Some of my best friends are horses. You're lucky. Some of my best friends are skunks. Want to go for an early morning ride with me tomorrow? Mm, tomorrow we greet the dawn on horseback and, uh... Yeah? I'll wear a coat to keep me warm, Richard. Ah, you know, Lucia, darling, this scene uh, brings out the Gene Autry in me. Yes, sir, if I had my guitar, I'd sing for you, so help me. Oh, bury me not on the lone prairie. <laughs> yeah, this is for me, baby. Yep, someday I'm going to save enough money to buy me a ranch out here, and then I'm through with the crowded city. Yep. Me for the wide open spaces, with my dogs and my horses and... And a pretty little partner to cook and sow. And, and milk uh... the cows and throw down the hay into the horses' stalls. Uh, and... I'm not listening anymore. Oh? What's ever happened to the pioneer woman? Richard, look. Hmm? Where? Over there, where I'm pointing. There's a man lying there. Huh? Yeah. Come on. He's hurt. Must have been thrown from his horse or something. Yeah. I can't hang on, Richard. Well, take it easy then. Oh, boy. Whoa, whoa. Settle down. Whoa, whoa. Oh. Oh, no. This couldn't happen to me. Who is it, Richard? It's Tom Harding, baby. Stay on your horse. Is he unconscious? No. He's been shot. He's dead. I'll be back in a moment to tell you the rest of the story of Blood on the Sand, but first here's Jim Doyle, the man from the Fitch Company, who's going to give you men a shaving tip you can't afford to skip. That's right, Dick. I want to tip you men off to the grandest, smoothest shave you've had in a long time. It's the kind of shave you can have all the time when you use Fitch's No-Brush Shaving Cream. You see, Fitch's No-Brush contains not one, but three important shaving ingredients. These three ingredients are blended together in a smooth, rich cream 
that lubricates your face instantly and prepares it for the shave. Your razor will fairly sail along over those whiskers, cutting them close and clean without nicking or scraping. It's easier on your face, easier on your razor blades, too. When you've finished, your face will have a cool, refreshed feeling that lingers for hours. No fooling, fellas, for a really solid comfort shave. Switch to Fitch. Men who say there's nothing like lather to give a smooth, swell shave will find Fitch's brush cream as tops. It gives a rich lather that stays moist longer, rinses off easier. Next time, make it Fitch's shave cream. Either brush or no brush type. Two handy economical sizes, 25 and 50 cents. And now here's Dick Powell again as Private Detective Richard Rogue. As I was saying, before Jim Doyle put in that pitch for Fitch, when the great outdoors called me down to the L7 Dude Ranch on the desert for a two-week vacation, I didn't expect to meet a dream girl like Lucia Logan. And I didn't expect to hear a writer, Brian Mills, threaten to kill his friend, Tom Harding, if he didn't stay away from his wife, Anne. And I didn't expect to make a discovery which Lucia and I made on a sunrise horseback ride the next morning. We were just riding along, enjoying the dawn, when we saw the body of a man lying on the floor of the desert. I reached the body first. Who is it, Richard? It's Tom Harding, baby. Stay on your horse. Is he unconscious? No. He's been shot. He's dead. Oh, Richard. He was murdered and there's no gun here. Oh, why do things like this always happen to me? Oh, Richard. Let's get back to the ranch. I'm scared. Well, there's nothing to be scared of. The guy's dead. But whoever shot him might still be around here, Richard. Whoever shot him never was around here, baby. There's not a footprint in sight. And he was shot from long range, if I'm any good at my business. But it's just getting light. You remember last night, baby? Remember the moonlight? It didn't even take good shooting to kill this guy. Oh, hi. Uh, you're Sheriff Kane, I take it, from the badge. That's right. I just got back from looking at that body you found for me this morning. Yeah. He was shot with a thirty-two twenty rifle, a deer gun. No kidding. Wow. Have you figured out where the killer was when he did the shooting? My boys are checking. You, uh, going to help me out on this case, Rogue? I'm on a vacation. I well, don't... I can use any help you want to give me. I'll swear you in as a deputy. No, no, no. No thanks, Kane. Believe me, I bought no part of it. I'm up here for a rest, and I'm going to have it. Well... Let me know if you change your mind. I sure will. Oh, by the way, any ideas on who would want to kill Hardy? I just got here yesterday afternoon. I don't know anything about the guy. But you heard his life threatened yesterday at the swimming pool, didn't you? Oh, you know about that, huh? Mm-hmm. I just wanted to know how much you weren't going to cooperate, Rogue. Well, I knew somebody would tell you. Now, just leave me out of it, Kane. I pass. Well, sorry. I'll see you later, Rogue. Mind if I sit here with you for dinner, Richard? Well, hello. I've been looking for you, Luscious Lucia. Have a chair. You've been avoiding me. I've been avoiding everybody. I'm on a vacation. I don't want to get mixed up in that murder. You know, everybody thinks Mr. Mills did it. What do you mean, everybody thinks so? Well, I think so. He threatened to kill Tom. You heard him. Well, how about Mrs. Mills? She was having trouble with Harding, too, wasn't she? Yes, but I still think it was that drunken husband of hers. Oh, well, you do, huh? Yeah. You want a tip from me, baby? What? Don't be going around having hunches about murders. And if you have them, shut up about them. Stay out of it. Well, the sheriff won't let anybody leave the ranch. You came here for a week, didn't you? How about a ride in the morning? We didn't get very far with that one this morning, did we? <laughs> Mr. Rogue? Yeah? Oh, hello, Mills. Could I see you for a moment, Mr. Rogue? Well, I'd like to eat my dinner if they ever serve it. Oh, perhaps later. Huh? Well, what do you want to see me about, Mills? In your professional capacity, Mr. Rogue. I'm not in my professional capacity. Could I drop by your cabin later this evening? Sure, if you can walk that far, I'll be there. Thank you. My goodness, you're popular. Just like being with a movie star. Uh, yeah, yeah. 
Say, how about that horseback ride in the morning? Want to try it again? Mm, I'd love to. Such exciting things happen when I go for rides with you. Come in. Oh, hello, Mills. Come in. My wife is with me, Rogue. Huh? Well, how do you do, Mrs. Mills? Hello. Oh, wait a minute, huh? I got these bottles off the chair and we could all sit down. These cabins weren't built for entertaining large parties, were they? No. No, they weren't. Oh. Well, now that we're uh, all comfortable, Mills, what do you want to see me about? And the answer is no. Please, Mr. Rogue, you don't even know what Brian was going to say. You want me to get mixed up with the murder of Tom Harding, right? Yes, I do, Rogue. And I'm willing to pay you well for your time. I'm not interested. You see, this is the first vacation I've taken for about three Rogue, years. I'm being persecuted. That Hicks Sheriff, he's, he's been hounding me. Sheriff Kane seems to be a pretty astute officer. Did you kill Harding Mills? No, he didn't. He was with me all that evening, all that night. I told the sheriff that. Brian was never out of my sight. My wife can give me a perfect alibi, Rogue. I'm not the sort of man who kills people, and I'm not going to be hounded by a country sheriff. Look, Mills, I'm sorry if you're being hounded, but I'm on a vacation, so you, I don't want... You, you must protect my husband, Mr. Rogue. He's not a murderer. The sheriff suspects him because... He and Harding had words yesterday. I heard the words. One of them was kill. You threatened to kill Harding, didn't you, Mills? He was annoying my wife. And nobody would have ever heard of him if it hadn't been for me. A writer. <laughs> Couldn't even write home for money. Harding was a horrible pest, Mr. Rogue. He wouldn't let me alone. Yeah, so I've heard. So, uh, just what was the relationship between the two of you and Tom Harding? Uh, he and I have been collaborating on plays for years. He, uh, he was engaged to Anne when I married her a year ago. Since then, he's been giving us nothing but trouble. I never loved him, but I couldn't convince him of that. And I know one thing. My husband didn't kill him. I'll give you $500 to work on this case for me, Rogue. What do you expect me to do? Find the real murderer. Protect me. Convince that stupid sheriff I couldn't have killed Harding. All right, give me the 500 Got it with you? Yeah. Yeah, I got it with me. Okay, now here's what I'll do. I'll try to locate the real murderer, whether it's you or whoever it is. And when I find him, I'll turn him over to the sheriff. Understand? Yes. Well, Rogue, I didn't kill Tom Harding. I don't know what it is about money that frays my moral fiber, but when the man handed me those nice, crisp hundred-dollar bills, all my bad intentions about enjoying my vacation disappeared like friends when I'm broke. After Brian Mills and his glamorous wife left, I smoked a cigarette and turned in. I was going riding at dawn. And when I got to the stables next morning, Lucia wasn't there yet, but Mrs. Mills was. She was wearing a riding habit to which no horse nor man would ever say nay, and of all things, a pair of pigskin play shoes. Oh, very fetching and very peculiar. Oh, hello, Mr. Rogue. You off for a morning ride? Yes, I mentioned it last night, remember? Did you? Oh, I guess you did. I was so upset about Brian's trouble with the sheriff. You you are going to help him, aren't you, Mr. Rogue? He's such a sweetheart, and scandal would ruin him. Sure. Well, I took his money. I'm going to do what I can for him. Oh, I hope it's taught him a lesson. He has a terrible temper when he's drinking. He should never have caused that scene at the pool. You were the cause of that scene. What did Tom Harding have on you? Nothing. We used to be good friends, that's all. Oh, I see. You're not telling all you know, are you, Mrs. Mills? Mr. Rogue, I want you to promise me something. I'll listen. You said last night that if you found incriminating evidence on my husband, you'd turn it over to the authorities. Yeah, sure I will. Please, Mr. Rogue, I have some money of my own. I want you to promise me that you'll... you'll tell me first if you find anything which makes you suspicious of Brian. Hey, I don't get it. I thought he had an ironclad alibi. He has. And besides, Brian couldn't kill anybody. I want to do everything I can to protect him from worry and persecution. Look, I know how you feel, Mrs. Mills. If your husband isn't guilty, don't worry. We'll keep him out of it. Hi, Richard. Uh, oh, hello there, beautiful. You know Mrs. Mills? We've met. Hello. Our horses are all ready. I've been out helping to saddle them. Okay, let's go. Oh. 
don't like this, Richard. Climbing mountains on horseback. What do you think of Mrs. Mills? I don't. There's a method in my madness, baby. I'm a working man today. You are? Who are you working for? Secret. You've decided to get mixed up in that murder, haven't you? Yep, something nice happened to me. That's what we're doing here at the spot where we located that body. I was siding in on this pile of rocks. Are you being mysterious? No, not especially. Today I'm being a detective. You see, Angel, Harding was shot with a deer gun. Everybody knows that. I'm no detective and I know that. Okay, but do you know enough to figure out where the shot came from? By the way the body fell? I don't even care. I came out for a horseback ride and I want to enjoy it. This is no fun, walking a horse up the side of a mountain. Well, we haven't far to go. Just stay with me a little longer. And to think I turned down a date with that nice-looking blonde boy from San Francisco this morning. Oh, look, are you going to stop beefing? Oh, boy. Why are you oh. stopping, Richard? Oh, I just want to look around here a little bit. Oh, boy. What are you looking for? I'm prospecting for lead, maybe with a copper jacket. Come on, we're walking from here. Oh, no. <laughs> Come on, I I want to take a look behind that big rock up there. I'm going to be so stiff, I won't be able to dance tonight. Good. We'll set them all out someplace near the punch bowl. Oh, no. I'm going to be with that blonde boy from San Francisco. And if you so much as ask me for a dance, I'll... Uh -oh. What's the matter? Look. Look there on the ground behind that bowler. Where? Oh, those little copper things. They're, they're shells, aren't they? They certainly are. Three empty shells. Hmm. 3220s. Look out, don't touch them. I want them for fingerprints. Do you think they're the shells that killed Tom Harding? Well, I'm willing to bet they are, baby. I think we just put the finger on a murderer. Richard? Yeah? Look down there. Where? Way over there on that next peak. The sun's flashing on something. Hmm? Oh. Oh, yeah, I, I see it. Hmm. Somebody is looking us over with a pair of field glasses, I think. Probably the murderer. He wouldn't like to see us looking around up here. What are you putting in your pocket? Another little souvenir. See? Oh. Get on, baby. Get on. That was a rifle bullet. Get on here behind this rock. Our story will continue in just a moment. But first, I'd like to remind you that the holiday season coming up will be the gayest in years, with peace on earth at last to reality. You ladies will undoubtedly want to keep in the spirit of things by accentuating your costumes and hairstyles with gay, sparkling jewelry so popular now. But remember, dull, drab-looking hair is not the kind of background you want for your jeweled hair accessories. Try using Fitch's saponified coconut oil shampoo to give your hair luster and a jewel-like sparkle. Fitch's saponified shampoo is made from mild coconut and pure vegetable oils so it won't dry your hair. Even immediately after washing, your hair will be soft and shiny, easy to set into your favorite holiday hairstyle. Using Fitch's saponified shampoo will take only a few minutes from your busy day, too. Just a little shampoo makes mountains of fluffy, fragrant lather. And since Fitch's saponified shampoo contains its own patented rinsing agent, you won't have to bother with a special after-rinse. To keep your hair looking radiantly lovely at its holiday best... Use Fitch's saponified coconut oil shampoo. And now we return to Rogue's Gallery with Dick Powell as private detective Richard Rogue. My thoughts were as bitter as a quinine sandwich as I ducked down behind that boulder and listened to the bullets sing. With the whole world to get killed in, why did Tom Harding have to pick out a dude ranch where I was sweating on a vacation? I reached into my pocket where I'd put the empty rifle bullets. The killer had fired at Harding, and they were there. I felt in my back pocket, and the other clue I had found was safe. I tried to pull Lucia down beside me just as I heard another bullet sing. Lucia screamed, and my heart did a handspring in my throat. Hmm? Oh, I'm shocked. Richard, oh, why did I ever come with you? Where did you get it? Where did you get it? Let me see. Right here, in the shoulder. Uh -huh. Well, get your hand away from there. 
Oh, you're not shot, youngster. You're not even bleeding. I'm not? Well, no. You must have just been hit with a chip of a rock or something, that's all. Now, come on, let's get out of here. Stay low now. I'll go first. Oh, if I ever get back to that ranch alive, Richard Rogue, and if you ever speak to me again... Oh, take it easy, baby. This will be something to tell our grandchildren about. <laughs> our grandchildren? Richard Rogue, I never want to see you again. <laughs> got back to our horses and got back to the ranch house all right. I made Lucia promise not to say a word to anybody until I had a chance to think this thing out. She promised. She would have promised anything to get rid of me. I went to my cabin to look over the stuff I'd found up there behind that boulder, and as I opened the door to my cabin... Oh, 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 I got it. Right behind the ear, as usual. I watched the stars go by for a while, and finally I grabbed on the tail of a comet and didn't let go until I was within dumping distance of cloud number eight. And there he was, my alter enemy, Ugor. <laughs> You're a little late tonight, Rogie. Yeah, oh, what happened? <laughs> Somebody wanted to know what you found up there on that mountain. You should have stuck to your vacation, Rogie. Uh, well, whoever it was, I... I'm going to have them over a barrel in a few minutes. Oh, I got to get back there. Help me. <laughs> oh, you better rest a while. I can't. So long, Midget. See you next week. So long, Rogie. <laughs> Well, uh, I came to and felt my head. It was, oh, it was really caved in. Whoever hit me used a piece of firewood. I looked in my pants pocket. The, the handkerchief I'd wrapped the empty cartridge in was gone. I grabbed it in my back pocket and it was there. That other little clue I'd picked up there behind that boulder. I staggered to my feet and... And I, I headed for the main ranch house. I, I saw the sheriff's car outside. I, I wanted to talk with him. Rogue! Hey, hey, what's the matter? What's happened to you, man? Oh, nothing, nothing much. I, somebody just battered my brains out, that's all. Oh. Yeah, I, I want to talk with you, though. Come on. Uh, sure. Well, I, I, I've been working on that murder for you. Oh, swell. Yeah, I, I was hired by one of the suspects. Not Mills. Mm, yeah, yeah, that's that's the guy. Oh, he's guilty as the devil, Rogue. Uh, how do you figure? Motive. He mm. had a double-barreled one. First, Harding had been making up to his wife. Second, Harding and Mills had drawn up partnership papers, providing that if either one of them died, the other would be sole owner of anything they were working on. Yeah? Sure. I've been checking on them through the L.A. police. They've got a play that every picture company is bidding for and every Broadway producer is interested in, a gold mine. Well, now that Harding's dead, the play is the sole property of Mills. <laughs> Those two motives good enough for you? Well, how about his alibi? His wife said he was never out of her sight. If that's true, he couldn't possibly have killed Harding. Well, I got a call from his wife telling me to meet her at their cabin at noon. That's going to be the end of that alibi, I think. She sounded nervous and scared. Uh, I'm going over there now. Uh, going with me? Sure. Yeah, I'll go. Oh, uh, I found the place where the killer waited for Harding to keep his date to be killed. Oh, you, you did, huh? Yeah, and I also found the casings from the bullets that killed him. Well, where are they? A any fingerprints? Uh, somebody just knocked my brains out and took them from me. Oh, uh, how long ago? Oh, it must have been a half an hour. Uh, that's what you get for not cooperating with me, Rogue. You've cost me... Uh, uh, oh. Hey, that came from the mill's cabin. Come on. Right with you. Sure have. Hey, what, what happened? He had that rifle. He was going to kill me. Why was he going to kill you? Lock the door, Kane. Huh? Oh, yeah. Now look, Mrs. Mills. You'll have to get a hold of yourself. Why was your husband going to kill you? Because I knew I was going to 
going to tell the sheriff he wasn't with me last night. He was drinking. He took that rifle and left before Tom Harding was killed. I told him I couldn't go on lying. Oh, that's why you sent for me. You were going to break his alibi. Yes. He killed Tom. He was boasting about it to me. Oh, poor Brian. I loved him, but I could oh, is, uh, is that rifle there, thirty-two twenty, Sheriff? Mm-hmm. It's the murder gun, all right. Well... Looks like this case is all wrapped up, Rogue. I'm sorry, Mrs. Mills. Now, look, Sheriff, this case is all wrapped up all right, but not the way you think. Hmm? Mills never killed anybody. Why, what do you mean? I mean, Mrs. Mills missed something when she beat my brains out and shook me down for those cartridges a while ago. I don't know what you're talking about. Hey, you better have something to back that up, Rogue. If I haven't, I'll take the rap. Look, Kane. You see those fancy ladies' cowboy boots over there in the corner? Yeah. Get away from them! Uh, oh, 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 get, get. Uh, I got her. Bring those boots over here, Kane. Let go of me! Okay, Rogue. How about letting me in on it? Well, half the heel's gone off the left boot, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Let go of me! If you don't stand still, Mrs. Mills, they're going to slug you. I've got that broken boot heel right here in my pocket, Kane, and I had a witness when I found it this afternoon. Up there behind that boulder where Mrs. Mills here waited for Tom Harding to keep his date with her and a couple of slugs from a 3220. Well, that's the end of the story. Mrs. Mills didn't want her husband, and she didn't want her old boyfriend. She just wanted to own that play everybody was fighting for. So when her husband threatened her boyfriend, she went into action. She invited Tom Harding to a rendezvous on the desert and shot him to death. And then when her husband was suspected of the crime, she gave him an alibi. So she could kill him later and swear it was self-defense. She would have gotten away with it, too, if it hadn't been for that half of boot heel. The minute I saw it lying there behind that boulder, I thought of her western riding habit that morning and the pigskin play shoes. That started my massive intellect to work, and... uh, (laughs) Of course, when that happened, that was all. I also remembered the faint odor of her expensive perfume just before that log knocked my brains out. And, uh, well, after the excitement was over and I had combed the lump out of my hair, I went over to see Luscious Lucia. Oh, you. Hello, dear. I just thought I'd drop over. I told you I never wanted to see you again. Oh, well, she was a little on the chubby side anyway. You know what I mean? This is Dick Polligan, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Believe me, Richard Rogue is the only man who ever made money on a dude ranch vacation. <laughs> we hope you enjoyed our story. Ray Buffum wrote it. Leith Stevens composed and conducted the music and D. Engelbach produced and directed. Don't forget now, we all have got a date... Next Thursday night, we're going to do a little story about murder, arson, and a lovely lady. We call it Fortune and Furs. So make a date with us, will you? Thanks for listening, and good night, all. Now here's Jim Doyle. Don't forget to tune in again next Thursday, same time. Oh, uh, and by the way, be sure to see Dick Powell in his newest RKO picture, Cornered, at your local theater soon. And as I was saying, don't forget to tune in again next Thursday, same time, same station... When you will again hear Dick Powell as Richard Rogue in Rogue's Gallery. Remember, if dandruff is your problem, ask for Fitch's Dandruff Remover Shampoo. Removes dandruff the first time it is used. Fitch's Dandruff Remover Shampoo is the only shampoo whose guarantee to remove dandruff is backed by one of the world's largest insurance companies. This statement can be made by no other shampoo. Ask for Fitch's Dandruff Remover Shampoo at your drug or toilet goods counter, barber or beauty shop. Fitch is spelled F-I-T-C-H. Now, another mystery on Mystery Radio X, X, X. Being a private investigator means two things. 
You can be sure you'll run into trouble, and you can never be sure you'll get out of it. There's not much you can do about it, I guess, except, like Julie always says... Walk softly, Peter Troy. And now, Peter Troy investigates the weakness of strength. Ever read any of those magazine articles in which some tycoon or other attributes his great success to the charm and the loving help given him by his wife? Well, there may be something in them. I wouldn't like to argue about it because I don't have a wife. However, I do have a very efficient secretary named Julie. Now, you remember Julie. And if a magazine offered me the right kind of money, I just might be tempted to write an article about how an efficient secretary can contribute to the success of a private eye. I might be tempted, but I wouldn't accept. And why? Well, let's face it, friends. The so-called weaker sex is already so wonderfully equipped for pushing us guys around that the man who's crazy enough to feed them ammunition by admitting how much we need him, well, he should be examined in case he has a very large hole in his head. For instance, I'm reminded of a little guy I once met called Peebles and his wife Maria. Now, Peebles was a mild sort of feller and believed, uh, for a very good reason, in putting up with a lot of back chat from Maria. Until came the inevitable evening when, as they say in the classics, the worm turned. I don't care, Maria. I've had enough. I'm not going to stand for any more of it. Oh, do you think you are talking to, William, huh? You don't want to talk to me like that. Oh, I've had enough, I tell you. I'm fed up to here. How long do you think we can go on like this? Losing money just about every night. Losing money? But I do not believe we are losing it like you say. It's gone, I did it, ain't you? All right. I tell you where I think it is. What? It is with the bookmakers. That is where. You have been betting our money on the racing dogs again. Maria, uh, I, I swear Ah, uh, did... swear, swear, swear. What do I care about swear? You always like to bet the money on the dogs. And now our money has been disappearing, huh? What do you expect me to think, huh? I expect you to believe the truth. Somebody has been pinching you, that's what, and, and now they've got down to my secret hoard. Secret hoard? If you hadn't stopped me going to the police before... The police? Oh, see, see, that would be a fine thing for our carnival, to have the police arresting all our people. They wouldn't arrest everybody. What are you talking about, Maria? The police hate the carnival people. They think we are all the thieves. If the police come here and ask all the questions, our people will be scared. And most of them will leave us. <laughs> they leave anyway when they find out I can't afford to pay them. Oh, I don't know what you do for the best. Wait a bit. Hmm? I just got an idea. I'll get a private eye. Get the what? Uh, one of them uh, private investigator coaches. He can do all the detecting of that. And not let anyone know he's working here at all. Oh, see, that is a fine idea, that is. You will engage a private policeman, huh? And with what will you pay him, huh? Tell me that. Maria, will you stop blocking every idea I have? I tell you, I am going to see a private eye. And I'm going right now. Peebles arrived at my office during a rather unsettling day. And, despite his crummy appearance, I must admit I was glad to see him. Because Julie had a bug in her head about a particular thing that day, and she wasn't going to let it go without a fight. My special problem was that the fight promised to be with me. I don't know why you don't change your sign on the door to read Peter Troy, Private Investigator, Lady Clients Only. Oh, now, Julie. What it is about you, I can't think. But every time I turn round, you're entertaining a female client in your office. Well, there's an easy solution to that, honey. Oh, what? Quit turning round. Uh-huh. Have you ever thought of buying some new gag books? No need to, Julie. You're a natural straight feed. All I ask is that for once, just once, we have a male client. Oh, honey, are you kidding? We've had dozens of male clients. Maybe, but when was the last? Well, there was, uh... Oh, let me see now. Um... Yeah, yeah, there was, uh... Mm-hmm. Uh... It's not so long ago, really. But you can't remember when. Half the time, all I am is a chaperone around here. Well, no man ever had a more attractive chaperone. And no man ever needed one more than you two. I don't know why I don't leave and get another job. <laughs> I do. Peter Troy, sometimes I could... Oh, you make me so mad. 
Hey, a client. Hey, is my office tidy? Yes, for the tenth time today. Good girl. Then you may admit the gentleman to our outer office, Miss Summers. <laughs> gentleman? Want to bet? The best lunch you ever had on me, if it isn't a man. Oh, well, at least... <coughs> okay. Excuse me, you I'll come in. You may, sir, and welcome. You buy the lunch, Julie. I'll let you off with coffee and sandwiches. He's probably selling something. Uh, am I addressing uh, Mr. Troy? Uh, uh, Mr. Peter Troy, the uh, private eye? Well, I've been called worse things. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm Troy, and this is my secretary, Miss Summers. Uh, pleased to meet you, I'm sure. Uh, I'm Peebles. Oh, uh, you are? Uh, Mr. Peebles, whatever it is you're selling, we don't want any. Now, I'm afraid Mr. Troy's very busy. Oh, but uh, I'm not selling. Uh, I'm buying, see. I want to hire your services, you might say. Coffee and sandwiches, Julie. Very well, Mr. Troy. Well, won't you come into my office, Mr. Peebles? I'm in it, ain't I? You shall do me. Oh, in that case, it will also do me. Uh, would you close the door, please, Julie? But certainly, Mr. Troy. Now, what's your problem, Mr. Peebles? Uh, well, uh, at the moment, it's uh, money, see. In fact, uh, I'll be honest with you, Mr. Troy. Uh, if you take my case, you're going to have to... Uh, Wait for your money? Oh, that's nice. I can hardly wait to get started. Yeah, well, it's a takings at my carnival, see. They've been going off. At first, it was only now and then, but like it's been almost every night. And now they've got down on my secret hoard. Secret hoard. Uh, make a note of that, Julie. Secret hoard? Yes, Mr. Trump. It's the money I had put by, see. Over 500 nickel I had net lot, all gone. And you got no idea who took it? No. Could have been many one of my carnival people. It's Grando, the high wild expert. <laughs> Never did like me. And uh, Jiggers, he runs a knock-on joint. He's always shy of a quid, you know. Well, uh, I could suspect anyone. <laughs> Even Tariani. Uh, Tario. Well, uh, who is Tariani? You ain't heard of the great Tariani? Why, Mr. Troy, Tariani has the best weightlifting act in the world. Oh, that's what Tariani is, a weightlifter. <laughs> We've had no reports of any thefts in Peebles' carnival. Not that you should find that surprising. Well, how do you mean, Inspector? Well, some of these carnies, carnival people, you know, especially in small outfits like Peebles, are very wary of the police. They seem to think we're out to arrest them all on sight. Yeah. Well, apparently his takings have been going off and he suspects someone at the show is stealing them. Yeah, could be, of course. Sometimes I get some pretty shady birds mixed up in those shows. But, of course, I can't do anything unless I get a complaint. Yeah. Well, if I get you a list of the personnel... Could you let me have a rundown of them for past records and so on? I'll see what I can do. But if I were you, I'd get rid of this case fast. You would? Yeah, well, look at it this way. This people says he's broke, that all his money's been stolen, right? Yeah. He even warned me he didn't see how he could pay my fee. Well, there you are, then. At least he's honest enough for that. But the whole thing is more than likely some kind of publicity stunt. At the right time, he'll reveal to the press the fact that he has a private investigator working on this great case. With photographs of Peter Troy making a fool of himself. Oh, oh, now don't go on, Inspector. Now I can see it all. Oh, that's good. Then why don't you throw in the towel? Tell him you're baffled or something. Anything to get rid of him. Yeah. Well, Julie won't let me. What? Well, it's the first case in ages in which I haven't run up against a beautiful girl, and Julie is enjoying the novelty. Oh, 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 oh. oh Inspector, never laugh at another's misfortune. Well, I guess I'd better pick up Julie and go out and make like Sherlock Holmes at Peebles Carnival. <laughs> Carnivals, don't you, Peter? Yeah, I'm practically hysterical already. Oh, look at that man up there on that high wire. Isn't it clever? Yeah, marvelous. <laughs> I wonder where we'll find Mr. Peebles. Oh, Julie, why don't we just sneak back to town and hide and let him find us? Huh? Well, don't be silly, Pete. He's your client. You're in business, remember? Yeah, and a couple more clients who pay like Peebles, and I won't have any use for a business. Oh, look, there he is, over there by that tent. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, come on, let's go over. Julie, sympathetic as I am to your reasons for wanting me to go on with this crazy case... Oh, he's I... seen us. Uh, yo -ho! Hello there, Miss Peebles. Hello. Hello there. Julie, will you listen to me? Oh, what's that, Peter? There's no percentage in this case, I tell you. Now, why don't How we just... How are you, Mr. Peebles? Oh, me? I'm all right, I suppose. 
Glad to see you here. I, I thought you were never coming, Mr. Toyer. After we engaged you and all. Well, I'm sorry. I had to check with my bank manager first. You know about uh, money? Uh, yes, well, I know. Uh, money's what I worry about, too. Uh, not uh, having any, that is. Yeah, well, that's exactly what worries me. Uh, you're not having any money. William, who are these people? Huh? Oh, well, hello there. Oh, no. <laughs> Maria, I want you to meet Mr. Troy. Mr. Troy? Oh. Is this your private looker you are paying our good money to, huh? Well, I uh, haven't paid him anything yet. Oh, I'm glad you reminded me. I'd almost forgotten. Uh, well, uh, are you uh, in the carnival, ma'am? Uh, a <laughs> dancing act, perhaps? <laughs> dancing? No, no, I do not do the dancing. Oh, yeah, well, let me guess. Uh, you're the beautiful girl the magician pushes the swords through. Oh, swords? <laughs> no, no. I do not have any swords in me. Well, I'm sorry, ma'am. I, I just thought that in that leotard and with that figure, well, I thought maybe you'd... See? Uh, Mr. Troy, perhaps we'd better interview some of the other carnival people. Um, what about that weightlifter, the great Tariani? Oh, well, uh, you uh, you don't have to go no farther than right here for that, miss. What? Huh? Allow me to introduce my wife, Maria Tariani, known professionally as the great Tariani, oh. the strongest woman in the world. Oh, it isn't true. It can't be. Oh, well, how do you do, ma'am? Oh, Julie, you are quite right. This could prove the most interesting case after all. What had promised to be a pretty dull routine case of larceny more or less came alive for me with the entry of the weightlifter, the great Tariani. For not only was this character a woman, but a startling one at that. Maria Tariani, who doubled as Peebles' wife, was a tall, dark, Juno-esque creature. And whereas I would have expected a weightlifting doll to be bulging with unsightly muscles, she was, on the contrary, beautifully proportioned and moved with an easy grace that completely belied the muscle-binding racket she was engaged in. By the time I'd popped my eyes back into my head, Julie had given up the unequal struggle for attention and hightail back to the office. No doubt convinced that I'd spend the rest of the day panting round after Maria. Well, I guess she had a right to think the worst of me, but in self-justification, I must say that although I willingly went along with Peebles' suggestion that I watch the great Toriani at work, my reasons for doing so were not entirely what Julie would think. It was late in the afternoon before I got around to calling again on my friend Inspector Caswell. It's only me, Inspector. Are you in? No. My wife has guests for dinner and expected me home by now. Goodbye, Troy. <laughs> well, if you insist, I will come in for a moment. Now, look here, Troy. Are you fond of your wife's guests? Not in the least, but I'm less fond of my wife's displeasure. Make it tomorrow, hmm? Well, I have a feeling it might be all over by then. I'm talking about this Peebles thing. Peebles? Who the... Oh, oh, yes, the carnival theft. Hand yeah. my coat, will you? Oh, oh, sure. Uh, yeah, it's not a theft only, Inspector. It's a burglary, breaking and entering, you know? Oh, I thought somebody had pinned some of his takings. Yeah. Also, what he calls his secret hoard. 500 smackers he had stashed away in a cash box in a secret place in his caravan. Somebody took the cash box? No. Somebody smashed it open and took the 500. Oh, all right, burglary, then. It's still your problem, not mine. Unless he makes an official complaint. Well, I'll let you know. Well, did you get anything on any of the carnival people? Hmm? No. Criminal records and so on? No. Yeah. No, I had that checked for you. Oh, wait a bit, yes. Uh, um, hmm. There was one fellow with a conviction for petty theft. Um, uh, well, who was it? Don't rush me. I'm trying to think. Oh, who's rushing? You're the one in the hurry. Hmm. Eh? Yes, that's right. Now, look, Troy, I must go. See me in the morning, will you? I'll get the file out for you. I, I can't remember it right off. Please, Inspector, look, just wait a minute. I need the information tonight. Confound it, Troy. Why do you have to come racing in here wanting information at this hour? What have you been doing all afternoon? <laughs> Watching a girl tossing a few hundredweight of iron about. Oh, I see. What? The great Tariani, Peebles' wife, Maria. Oh, she's also a weightlifter. Now, let's get this straight. A, a female weightlifter. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Oh, now I've heard everything. <laughs> oh, no, you haven't. 
She's not only a weightlifter, she's genuine, the real McCoy. There's no faked-up weights or anything. I, I tried them myself. Nearly killed me, but I tried them. Hey, she'd make Samson look like a Lilliputian. <laughs> well, in that case, we better make sure she doesn't ever get her hands on the jawbone of an ass. <laughs> well, you don't want a meter inspector. That's okay with me. One. Oh. Very funny, Troy, I'm sure. Good night. Hey, wait a bit, wait a bit. What about the name of the guy with the record? Look, I told you I... Oh, yes, yes, that's it. I thought I'd... One, um... That's right, James Higgins, the high-wire expert, calls himself... Uh, yeah, don't tell me, I know. Grando. That's right, Grando. All right, see you tomorrow, Troy. Oh, Inspector, just one more thing. Oh, now, look, really, Troy... No, no, Inspector, it's important. All right, what is it, then? Your collar's turned up at the back. There's nobody home. Goodbye, Mr. Troy. Now, hold it. Will you wait a minute? I got my foot in the door. Yes? Ouch! <laughs> you had oh. your foot in the door. Oh, Julie. I never oh. could understand why other people don't kick you in the shin like that when you put your great, big, ugly foot in their doors. Oh. Goodbye again, Mr. Troy. Look, look, wait a minute, Julie. Look, i got to talk to you. Try me next year. Oh, no, please. Look, I've hot-footed it all the way over to your apartment just so, so as we can get rid of this Peebles bit tonight. Tonight? Yeah, well, the sooner the better. Well, I never wanted to take this case, and now I want to get rid of it. That wasn't the impression I had when we met that Toriani woman. Your eyes were sticking out like organ stops. Oh, well, for crying out loud, don't tell me you didn't get a shock meeting a lady strongman. Not the kind of shock you got. Yeah. Oh. Look, honey, what do I have to do to get you to agree to a truce? You could try crawling on your hands and knees. Mm, that's what I thought. Out here in the corridor. Oh, all right. Come in, then. Yeah. Oh, man. When did I ever have such trouble getting into an apartment? Oh, probably never. At least not a girl's apartment. Oh, let's not get on that tired old merry-go-round again. Look, let up on me, will you, Julie? I need your cooperation. Oh, you do? Well, that's different. All right. Go ahead and beg. Well, look, let me sit down first, huh? Oh. Oh, that's better. Oh, my leg's killing me. Mm -hmm. You pack a mean kick in those little number twos. You said you wanted to get rid of this people's case. Let's stick to that, huh? Now, do you have a suspect? Well, the only guy with a record, according to Caswell, is the high-wire expert, Grando. Mm. And he's the only one without a watertight alibi on the night the cash box was rifled. Then what are you doing here? Why aren't you handing Grando over to the police? <laughs> because Grando's been vouched for by the owner's wife. She says she's quite sure it couldn't have been Grando. The owner's wife? Uh-huh. You mean Mrs. Peebles, the uh, Toriani woman? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Well, I suppose it's hard to go against that. Especially for you. Hmm? Well, you couldn't possibly suspect dear Maria Toriani of being wrong or telling lies or anything nasty like that, could you? Hmm. Julie, I hope you're hungry. Why? Because you're going to eat those words, honey. Now, look, are you going to help me or not? Oh, if I'm ever to find out what you're up to, I suppose I'll have to. Now, what do you want me to do? of the great and magnificent grand over hero of the high wire. Well, who are you? Oh, just an admirer. You can call me Julie if you like, Grando. Oh, do I know you? Well, not as well as you'd like to. Hmm? Hmm. Well, now that you mention it, beautiful, I have been missing something. Uh, how do you know me? Oh, doesn't everybody... You must have lots and lots of admirers doing all those tricks up there on that wire, 50 feet from the ground. Oh, I suppose I have. But uh, they're not all as pretty as you. <laughs> uh, have we met somewhere? Not before tonight. But I have a feeling we're going to see a lot more of each other from now on. Eh? I don't get this. Oh. You don't like me? Man will have to be out of his mind not to. 
You're all right, all right. <laughs> but, uh, well, it's not every day a beautiful girl just walks into my tent like this. No, every night. Hmm? As a matter of fact, it just hasn't ever happened before. Uh, do you uh, often do this? Oh, not often. But I have a thing about men who do daring things. Yeah, I bet you have. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, say, I've just finished for the night. Uh, why don't you wait while I change and we can go somewhere? Oh, what's wrong with right here? Huh? Well, there's not much we can do here. Isn't there? Say, you are bang on, though, aren't you? Oh, I just love that costume of yours. Those tights. They make you look so... Yeah. What's the time? Uh, time. Oh, exactly ten to. Good, let's go. What? Oh, darling, I can't resist wait you. I can't let go from you. I, oh, I shouldn't let you hold me like this, but how can I help hey, you? Wait a bit. Oh, no, darling, don't. Anyone should see us like this. Oh, let me go, darling, we mustn't. Take your arms off my neck, let oh, go. Oh, darling, it's madness, hey, absolute look, madness. Stop it, will you? Cut out that yelling. If oh, anyone hears you... how can I help loving you when you oh. do things like that to me, darling? Oh, Grando, you're the most wonderful man oh, I ever so knew. Maria. What? Oh, it's no use, darling. Take She'll have to know. Girl, you filthy uh, double uh, Maria, I didn't... Andy, you're dealing with waste no time of making a love to her. Ah, oh, you snake, you beetle. To think I gave you everything. I stole for you. Stole from my own husband for you. Thanks, Maria. That's all we wanted to know. Troy. That is why you brought me here this time, huh? You knew this. This woman would be here making a love to Grando, huh? That's right, Maria. This lady is my secretary, Miss Summers. Now, you made two mistakes, Maria. One, you broke open that cash box of your husband's with your bare hands, leaving no marks of a jammy as an ordinary burglar would have. Now, it takes a strong man or a woman to do that. And two, you covered up loyally for Grando here. A man with a record for petty thieving. So, you're too smart for your own goodness, my friend. I teach you not to fool with Maria Doriani. Hey, 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 now, take it easy. I don't fight with women. I kill you, like this. <laughs> Peter! I will fix him up. I'm getting out of here. No, no, you're not. Stay where you are, all of you. Oh, Inspector Caswell, thank heaven. Police? Seize that woman and that man, Sergeant. All right, sir. Take yeah. him, man. Come Take on. Take your hands off me. You let me go. You're all right, Miss Summers. I got here as soon as I could when Troy called me away from my dinner, I guess. Oh, yes, thank you, Inspector. I'm all right. But Peter... Great Scott. He's out cold. Oh, poor dear. I was angry with him for the way he was goggling at Maria Torriani. Oh. That'll teach him to walk more warily around these sort of characters. Join us again next time on Mystery Radio X.